Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! What's up, everybody? I think we lost Dan again. I just got a pop-up that says Dan's computer stopped recording. Only their recording, only their recording stopped due to their hardware limitations. Others continue to record. So uh, I don't know what you. All right. Hopefully you can hop back in quickly. Um, yeah, that sucks, dude. But no, it. it... Yeah, definitely. This is bullshit. You should just have the old Iowa testings again, and you can just sit down with your number two pencil and circle the fucking dots in. So, I just got right, a message Dan. from Dan hopefully, saying... Hopefully you will not be gone too long. So we're going to say I just got a message Dan. from Dan saying that if I want to see all his photos, click on this link. For real? No, no, no. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, his computer's acting all wonky, so Dan's off the show for a little while. So it's uh, the Uncle Puckers, Chris... Dan, Sans Dan, Bobby and Tony, um, and we just opened up with uh, The Dwarfs, a band that I've been trying to get Tony to listen to for a long <laughs> time, out of Chicago, very cool band, um, you know, old punk, like, their old band. stuff's really heavy, and, you know, but they're, they're, they're a good band, Tony, I'm glad that you started listening to them. Yeah, I'm telling That's you, good. man, thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, The Dwarfs are killer, man, that was off of the Young and Good Looking album, so... Very nice. I uh, wanted to start the show, and I thought Dan would be perfect for this because I think I saw fireworks going off in his backyard when he got news that Damon Severson had been traded. So I'm sure he was probably partying, but um, we do have to discuss this a little bit. Damon Severson, the longest tenured New Jersey Devil up until this point, uh, has been traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets in a sign-and-trade for, I think, eight years what do you get? Five point six. Average of six point two five. Eight and six. Okay, so average in 6.25. So the man got paid. Yep. Somehow Tom Fitzgerald pulled a fucking rabbit out of his ass yep. by getting a guy who was about to walk away for nothing, and we pulled a third-round uh, pick yep. out of it. So, uh, you know, Damon Severson, gone. How do you guys feel about that? Um, you know, Bobby, I'll start with you. Yeah, well, I'll just speak for Dan, because I think anyone who listens to the show knows exactly how he's going to feel anyway. So we're good. We're good to start with me. Uh Listen, um, Severson is, he got paid probably what he's worth, in all honesty. He's still a valuable NHL player. He just, his time with this team was done. Um, we have a lot of money we're going to eventually need to spend. Our defense is, uh, up-and-coming defense is a strength of this team. We saw what Luke Hughes can do. You could argue Luke Hughes is already a better player than him, and he's going to cost about $5 million less a year, right, roughly? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of room. Obviously, we may or may not sign some other guys going out, like Ryan Graves or whatever, but it seems to me the writing's on the wall that we're probably going to be looking at anemic as well, have kind of a mix in that blue line. But the deal was fantastic. I saw some chatter going around. You know, People asked the question, how can we just 
get rid of them for nothing, you know, and it was it, an this is how it would go. It would be like one out of every 10 people would ask that question and the other nine would be like, this isn't nothing. This is yeah. exactly what you want to be able you, to do. You, you moved an asset that was going to leave for nothing and you got a third round pick. And everybody assumed that you weren't going to get anything for him. That right. he was and the just reason, to... what's really savvy about this, the reason that we got the pick really is because the whole, the whole deal that, um, Excuse me, where do you go again? By my Columbus. Question. Columbus. Yeah, what Columbus wanted is they wanted to negotiate to get that eighth year first, and he can only do that with New Jersey. Right. As a free agent, he can only sign a max of seven. So they were really right. interested to want eight, so they start talking with the Devils. We get a pick out. I think it's an ingenious move. I think it's great. Tone? Get off, kitty cat. Well, there's a couple of things I have with this one. You know, uh, first of all, I'm happy for Damon Severson. You know, um, what is, his last contract with the Devils was six years, $25 million, you know, yeah. that he got from them. Um, first of all, and Columbus, I read today, was actually eyeing him for like a year now. So, you know, um, I think it's uh, – for the Devils, it's good. We have a young pipeline. Every, you know, it's kind of time for those guys to come up. And, you know, I'm going to name – look, Adam Henrique and Blake Coleman, two third-round picks, okay? You go beyond that, Lundquist, 205th pick overall. Uh, Pavel Datsuk, 171st. Mark Stone, 178th. I know, Chris, you're a big Stone fan. Sure uh, Hellebuck, 130th overall. Pilat, you know, 208th overall. So it just goes to show you that you could you can grab somebody in those late rounds. Jesper Bratz, what, a sixth-rounder. Um, yeah, I think, you know, for, I notice a lot of hate on Severson and stuff. But first of all, one thing that I thought was funny, and I mentioned this to Chris the other day when we were talking, you know, it's we talk about Jesper Bratt, and everyone's like, Get rid of him because he didn't perform in the playoffs, correct? Uh, well, it's kind of the opposite with uh, Damon Severson. He had good playoffs, you yeah. know, and he had a strong – and even his regular season, the points might not have been the same, but his – he was uh, – what would you put? His, his He was better overall in a lot of areas this year, I thought. And uh, the great thing for us is it is time to move on because for Damon Severson, too, it might be a great thing. I feel bad for him kind of going to uh, Blue Jackets for two reasons. I don't know if there are – you know, they're a playoff team really yet. And also coaching wise, I, I'm not a big Babcock fan coming in. I'm sure he's going to, from what the rumors are, that he'll be there. But for the Devils, you know, hey, Damon, you know, Damon Severson played fairly well this season for the Devils. And part of that was because he was getting less ice time. He was moved down to the third pairing. He was not the guy that had to do everything like he did when he was one of the best defensemen on a really bad team for six years. Now, this shows the success of the Devils, where you have Pittsburgh last year that had to cut Marino, get rid of him as a cap casualty. We had to let Severson go just because our developmental guys are ready. And that's a great place to be on a team that is super young, made huge strides this season, and now you're ready to bring that next group of defensemen in that are going to be our core blue liners for many, many years. Severson, you know, I was never a huge fan of his play. Um, I always felt he wanted to be a fucking forward instead of a D-man. Um, you know, bonehead plays from time and time again. But this year, they were limited. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he will do okay in Columbus. Um, Chris, our <laughs> last 80th pick was Clark. So, uh, what's that? The last time we had the 80th pick, it was Graham Clark we got, who's a prospect. Okay. So, you know, yeah. Right now so, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm glad he's gone. Uh, he's in Columbus. We get to see him a couple of times a year. I'm just super psyched about the guys coming in, like Bobby mentioned, Nemec and Hughes. And our blue line, if Nemec makes the team, and I think that the organization is kind of banking on him making this team, uh, you know, you got six really good, solid defensemen. You know, you got Hamilton, Marino, Hughes, uh, Nemec, 
Siegenthaler, and uh, who's our ball? I cool. mean, those are really solid uh, three-line defensemen. For the Devils to, to make this kind of decision, which is ultimately to let him leave the organization, it's not a slight on him at all because, in all honesty, had the draft gone any other way, it's very possible we still need Severson, and we're signing him for that $6 right. million dollars and a the year. Devils- it's just the way that it laid out. This makes sense. you got to spread the money around eventually. We all know this team now needs to be a consistent contender. It's going to cost money. We're going to get up against the cap at some point and stay there, most likely. And uh, this is just a move that had to be made. And he's, I mean, someone's going to slide right in. That's the best part. Well, the Devils yeah. actually wanted to give Severson a small contract. They actually well, they actually talked to him about that. And Fitzgerald said he would give him some kind of deal. But he knew, they said, what I was reading, that Fitzgerald knew in his, his heart, basically, that this guy deserves to go out there and get this size of a deal. I can't give it to him. I can't afford it. No, he's he's played well enough that you know he was a one of the top defensemen, defensive free agents that were going out there, and you know what, he got paid probably more than by Columbus by than he probably would have by any other team because there are certain teams out there that you kind of have to pay a little bit of a extra, you know, they have to pay a little extra for some guys because people don't want to go to Columbus, and the same thing can go for Winnipeg, and the same thing was that way for the Devils for many many years sure. up until recently where people are trying, you know, now actually want to play. Now, there's something else I want to bring up, and uh, hopefully Dan will hop in while we're talking about this. But we had spoken how Connor Hollebuck had said that he has no interest in being part of a rebuild up in Winnipeg. Okay, so, you know, he's just throwing it out there, letting the the management know. Like, I, I, I don't know what your intentions are, but this is where I stand if your intentions are to tear it down. Um well, then he comes out and now says he has no intentions of signing any kind of extension with Winnipeg. So now that's out there, which kind of leaves Winnipeg and Connor Hollebuck, how I see, one of three options, okay? The first option, which I would probably give like a 1% chance, would be that Connor Hollebuck plays his last season with Winnipeg and then explores free agency, and that's it. And Winnipeg basically leaves their most valuable chip on the table and doesn't get anything in return. That's not going to happen. The second option, which I think is probably well, maybe a 20% chance, would be that he does end up signing an extension with Winnipeg either this summer or sometime during the regular season next year. The third option, most likely option, the 79% option, is that he will be traded. Whether it's this summer or it will be before March, uh, he will be traded. Now, if you are the Devils at this point, and we don't know what they feel about Schmid and Vanacek, mostly Schmid. I think they kind of know what they have with Vanacek. And I think that everybody can see what Vanacek has done throughout his career in the playoffs, and they pretty much know he's not going to win you a Stanley Cup. But we don't know about Akira Schmid. You know, we, the sample size we had was very small, not to mention how much of his development was stunted with the bullshit with Mackenzie Blackwood all season and stuff like that. We know he's a very good goaltender. He played great against the Rangers in round one. Um, had a lot of trouble in round two against Carolina. Um, the whole team did, so I'm not going to put it on, on Schmidt. But we don't know what we have. Now, if this management groups, if you're the Devils, you're general manager right now, do you feel, if you are not sure, do you make a move this summer for a goaltender, whether it be Connor Hollebuck or somebody else, or do you give the reins to Akira Schmidt and say, let's see what this guy's got. And if we're not comfortable, come the trade deadline, 
will make a move. But let's give him every opportunity to be the number one goalie. What would, where would you guys feel if you were management of this team? What would you do? I would go with the what you said at the end of there. I would go with. Uh, I, I'm surprised I'm going to say this, but I would go with the goalies we have, and then make a move. Not even trade that way before trade line. If trade deadline, if you start seeing a trend, you know, I mean, um, we may have a good uh, a good goalie tandem. I mean, I, we just don't know, really. I think it's a lot of question marks. So, Bob, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost impossible. Not impossible. There's a very low percent chance that a trade and sign would happen very early in the season or before the season starts, although it could. It's more likely a scenario where Winnipeg is also going to want to ride them for a little while, see how the offers can grow and the bids can grow. At the same time, we get to do that. Yeah, look at our goalies. I think it would be more more of a 50-50 split, you know, when they're really analyzing. Yeah. I think they do know what they have in VTech, and he is a good goaltender. And all year we just kept saying how we wanted him to be the horse and to stop sitting him as well. And then the playoffs, you know, altered our, our opinion on that a little bit. Um, but I do know one thing is that, you know, Schmid is the uh, up-and-coming asset that is in, in longer control. So right. if ever there's an opportunity where I had to get rid of one of them to bring in a guy like Hellebuck, you're, I'm not getting rid of Schmidt. Yes, you're moving Vanacek. Now, there are a lot of pros to cons, pros and cons about all that. Now, if you're Winnipeg, okay, like you just said, do they want to ride him during the regular season as much as they can, try and build his value up, and try and get as much as they can at the trade deadline? That's great in theory. Unless he gets hurt and he screws yourself. Then also everybody, every team that is going to be any contending team that might need a goalie. And there's not many of them that actually do need a goalie. But they know damn well Winnipeg has to make a move if we're going into the trade deadline. So Winnipeg's not going to get maximum value for him. And if you're the devils at that point and you're trying to get in on the hollow buck uh, sweepstakes, now you're bidding with a bunch of other teams. And uh, that could be where instead, if you felt that, you know what, if we can maybe get Connor Hallbuck to agree to sign an extension here, because you just said you can't do a sign and trade unless it's eight years, right? Am I right about that, Bobby? No, I don't think you have to do eight years. Oh, okay. Just, I just You have to sign it under your current team to get eight years. To get the eight years. He could agree to be traded to the Devils, then the Devils have a... a, a Set up to sign him for five, like right. That so that, 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 but but they, he can't. They, no one's going to sign Hallibuck for eight years, you know. Especially not the right. Devils, you know. If, like right. you just said, they have Schmidt. Now I don't. If you can somehow, I would love to see him on this team. I think that automatically puts the Devils in, you know, cup contenders and probably one of the two or three favorites in the Eastern Conference. Whether or not they're there now, they very well could be. Mm-hmm. But I do think that you are going to have a little bit of growing pains in the beginning of next season as well. Especially you're going to throw in, you know, two very young 19-year-old defensemen to play on a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations. It can, you know, you've got to give those guys a little bit of time to figure things out. Now, I don't think Luke Hughes is going to need a whole lot of time. Uh, you know, he's a friggin' superstar. But having a guy like Hallibuck back there can save you, I think, a lot of pain. Um I worry that we go into this thing saying we're going to ride Schmidt, give him every opportunity to take this job. We get into the playoffs, we're going to ride Schmidt, and then things fall apart like they did against Carolina. And we're back here a year from now, and Connor Hollibuck's playing for, you know, Toronto. And we're sitting here going, you know, we could have had him or, you know, something. That's the thing that makes me nervous is the big unknown because we don't have the big unknown with really any other position group on that team. 
and we do have it when it comes to these two guys. Now, I would like, to, you know, if you can make a deal for four or five years for Connor Hollabuck right now, I think the Devils should definitely be in that market, and they should be trying to maybe make that deal. And maybe, you know, Winnipeg Winnipeg is going to need some young stars. We have a bunch of them. Winnipeg is going to need a goalie. They can have Vanacek. Um, you know, you can definitely, Devils have so much to offer for a guy like him. Um, so I'm just in that position right now that I want to see every position locked up as best as it can going into this season. And I don't want to be back in, you know, April or, you know, March, um, you know, February and March sitting here going, you know, I really hope we can get this guy and what do we have to give up? And you now Toronto wants him and Carolina's trying to make a play for him and all this other shit. If we can get him now, start him on this team now, I would just love that. Now, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense. I don't know what kind of money he's going to be looking for. Is he going to want Bobrovsky $10 million a year? I don't know if we can do that. Um, with having to, to lock up Meyer and then Brat and, you know, well, McLeod's not going to cost a whole lot. But, they, you know, we do have a lot of money. But I would kind of be more in the boat of if you can make a deal now, let's do it. And I trust Schmidt, and I think Schmidt's going to be a very good goalie. But I feel like that's the one position where everything developed and got great so quick except that. And that just makes me nervous. I can I can see what you're saying there, you know, and um, on going back to you know the sign and trade too. That's a very rare thing, guys. That's like uh, I was well, just reading it was like Hosa did it with Ottawa, and then what Calgary and Kachuk. No. But I think before that, Kachuk was the only one that's the first one to ever do it. No, I think Hosa did it with Ottawa years ago. I don't I think so. I, yeah, I, I had read that, he did. that, but I could well, be wrong. Got to check but, that. Yeah, because um, I was under the impression that it was um, that Kachuk was the first one. Yeah, I believe Ottawa did too with with, with Hosa, but I could be wrong. But, you know, I mean, I think Chris is right. It's kind of, you know, our goaltending is probably not the biggest question. I think there's a lot of questions right now because I do think Graves is going to leave. And I do, and I, you know, I kind of. But I think we all expect that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's it's, other guys you know, that we have other adjustments, I think. And Nemitz, guys like that, they're like, they may need to a little, you know, to learn a little bit out there. I watched some of his, some of his plays. He's going to be a great player, I think, but uh, I but think you I also would, have you know, a guy like Brendan Smith that, you know, you know he's capable. So, mm-hmm. you know, you do have options to make sure that Nemec is not just throwing other the deep signings end. too. Right. And um, I, I think when it comes to, like, you know, you know what you have with Luke Hughes. He's going to yeah. be a stud. Yeah. Um, and Nemec is going to be good too. I mean, and exactly. But yes, I agree. They are going to need some, uh, a little bit of time to get settled. Um, you know, and I, I think Nemec will make the team. I think our defensive core by, you know, December is going to be playing fantastic. I do think they are going to need a little bit of time. League. Yeah, it could be. You know, goalie wise, Dawes got hurt. Now he's out. Beginning of what well, he's even uh, in the minors. No, with Utica, he's going to be out at the beginning of. And he was a prospect for us. We, you know, a lot. Yeah, yeah you want to talk about Dawes. He's going to be out for the beginning of the season next year for them. So that sucks. I think for me, when I look at it overall, like big picture, and of course we're coming from an organization that was built on goaltending. I mean, no doubt about it, right? Yeah. Um, you you can add an elite forward and they become one of 12 and you can add an elite defenseman and they become one of six. When you're looking to check a box to make your goaltending just that much better, you know, that's one of one really, maybe one of two, if you really want to call it, you know, I guess everybody does some sort of a tandem now, but there's only so much room to truly upgrade that position. And a guy like Hellebuck, I don't know that there's any other analyst that would sit here and go, uh, VTech might be better. And I Does love it- VTech. 
You know, you like, a, he's a jump above. And a guy like that doesn't come around too often. He does not come and around too often. That's where I'm kind of at the huge. point of if you can make it happen, I just think you'd be doing your team a disservice to not do it. Um, you know, I really, I really do. Um, I think you would definitely have to know right at that moment, one of your two star wingers, you're definitely departing with then. Honestly, it's because Hallbuck may go up to that very high end. So for my money, you're looking at it now and you're saying, all right, you know, we want to lock up Meyer. We want to lock up Hellebuck. We can't afford to keep Brat, And that's where, again, we bring up some of our young guys that are ready too. Yeah, and there are also a bunch of guys out in free agency. And, you know, there are guys, you know, if, if, if Jesper Brat is going to go to arbitration again, I think then at that point, you got to just fucking get rid of him. You got to try and get whatever value you can. We can't do this every summer because he wants eight and a half million dollars a year. Um, I like Jesper Bratt. I want him on the team, but again, I feel like the contract negotiations going this way every single year. I think there comes a point. As, yeah, and it comes a point with management. Hey, hey, let's see. It looks like he's it recording. I think it started to last time. Hey, there he is. What's up, Dan? Oh, you're yeah. back. What a nightmare. All right. Well, I'm glad you got it all fixed, and we're glad yeah. you're back in, in the thing. Now, we talked a little bit about Damon Severson, so uh, I'll let Ooh. you let you go your two cents in there um, and let us know how you feel about that. We were just basically saying that Fitzgerald is brilliant to get a third-round pick out of yeah. uh, a guy who was ready to walk, and um, you know he's got his big contract, eight years over in Columbus, and he's, mm-hmm. I, I told the guys I saw fireworks going off in your backyard. Yeah. I found out that. Yeah, you're very <laughs> we had happy. a party. Yeah, that, you so. know, I hear about sometimes people, uh, they get divorced and they have a party, you know? Yeah. It kind of feels That's like that. that. Yeah, like, like, I that. don't, I've never been there, but it sounds like, you know, those people who wanted that divorce, they, they feel yes. free. They feel yeah. free and uh, hopefully ready to get ourselves uh, something in return. It's, it's interesting to see we, uh, what we can do for that. We did mention quickly um, that Connor Hollabuck has come out and said that now he has no intention of getting, uh, signing the tr- an extension with Winnipeg. So mm. we talked a little bit about if this guy is really going to be in the trade market. Yeah. Um, you know, do you pull a trigger if you are interested and you want? What to pull is he the worth? Right, that's the tough one. Well, you know, do you do it this summer or do you wait and see what happens? Do you ride Schmid, give him every opportunity to be the number one, and then if it's not working out, you make a try and make a move on him if he's still available before the trade deadline, which again yeah, is yeah. very risky and. Uh, you know, what do you it, think? Yeah. It's a decision that has to be made for sure. I get it. Um, honestly, I could understand why you might want to go, look, I like what I saw from Schmidt. My team's still developing. I, I, I could I could live with this. But if the temptation's there to get Hellebuck and it looks like a good deal for the team, not going to put us in cap trouble, why not? I mean, th- this could be the, a cup contending team next year with some other moves in place too. I guess it really comes down to the whole picture. I can see it either way, depending on how that shakes out. If we get who we want to get, what the timetable is on some of those gets, uh, how much money it puts us in the hole, you know, to, to, to get the other pieces we want. It's, I mean, it's kind of a cop out answer, but there's so many moving parts that yeah. I think it totally depends. And, you know, I do think that this is what we're going to jump into. I do think that Tom Fitzgerald is definitely going to be looking into the free agency market. You know, there are a lot of guys available. I have a list of some of the top uh, free agents that are out there. I'm going to mention their names. And you can only pick one. So you can, you're Tom Fitzgerald. You can only sign one free agent. Go through it. 
anybody that you want to know more about or want me to read a little blurb about, just let me know. Okay. Um, there's honorable mentions, Shane Gostabear um, from Carolina. Okay. Um, and Ryan Graves from New yep. Jersey. Uh, Max Pecoriati from Carolina. Damon Severson from New Jersey. James Van Riemsdyk, Philadelphia. And these are the top 15. Jonathan Taves. Matt Dumba. Dan, you can't Bertuzzi. choose Severson, by the way. He's already gone. He's not oh. on here. Oh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Max Domi. John Klingberg, Tristan Jari, and we're in the top 10 is number nine, Dmitry Orlov, Freddie Anderson, Michael Bunting, hmm. Alex Killorn, your guy, Tone, David Krejci, Vladimir Tarasenko, number three is Patrice Bergeron, number two, they have Ryan O'Reilly. And number one, they have Patrick Kane. So that is according to, who is this? I think it's Bleacher Report. Top 15. Uh, is there anybody there you want me to read about? Do you Anybody that you're interested in hearing what they wrote about them? Uh, I'm interested in Bertuzzi. More and more I looked into him. I mean, that seemed interesting to me. They have Tyler Bertuzzi. With their yep. playoff hopes fading, the Detroit Red Wings traded him on March 2nd to the Bruins for two draft picks. After tolling with the rebuilding Red Wings for six-plus seasons, the 28-year-old left winger will finally get his first taste of NHL playoff action. Bertuzzi is completing a two-year contract which carries an average annual value of $4.8 million. He's unrestricted. Um... Uh, he was listed age and he does have some injury history. Um, mm. The Red Wings would have considered him risky to resign. However, he also acknowledged that they acknowledged that Bertuzzi's physical style of play and goal scoring ability made him very attractive to the Bruins. Now, Boston doesn't have any cap space. They're in cap hell already. So it's right. going to be really hard for them to resign him. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and uh, Goddess Bear is the other one that kind of like intrigued me because I just it, saw him play so well against us. Well, they're also saying that, that his deal, what he's looking for, Bertuzzi, on this is around a oh. five-year deal worth $6 million a year. To mm-hmm. me, I think that's a fucking bargain. Right. I think that... I mean, I we're talking that, about keeping some of our top guys he could fit right along with uh, for much more money. I think... I've got to say, too... Well, that's hard, Chris. No, no, I was... I was go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, you know, it's funny you bring up Kalorn, but... That dude, man, I watched him play a lot, you know. Um, I, the guy's his playoff numbers are good. Um, something like that, I mean, you know, it's funny. It's, if you got that guy for one year on next year's team, I wouldn't mind seeing that a little bit. But, um, well, Alex yeah. Kalorn. Yeah, Alex that, um, you know, he's got, what, since winning, their, since winning their first back-to-back cups in 2020, the Lightning have been steadily losing talent to free agency due to their cap limitations. Among the departed, they have Verhage, Coleman, Shattenkirk, Savard, Sheen, Ruda, Goudreau, um, Alex Kalorin could be next. He's in the final year of a seven-year contract, which carries an average annual salary of $4.5 million, with just $2.4 million in projected cap space. Um, let's see. He's versatile, consistent, two-way forward, who can skate on either wing, tally 20-plus goals three times, and reach at least 40.7 times. So he's a bottom six guy. Uh, with a ton of playoff experience, 791 regular season games, along with 134 playoffs uh, in his 11 seasons. Um, 
it's you know a good veteran guy for your bottom six, and he's not a lot Get of money. Him on a one year, right? I mean, shit. I mean, it, it, you you can only pick one of these guys. So I mean, that's that's where we're going. You don't have a ton of money. You can't be going. You don't really have to go out there if you're the Devils and scoop up two or three big free agents. But you do want what you're looking for is size. You're looking for a guy that can maybe – I would look for maybe a top six guy like we talked about Bertuzzi. And if that contract, you can get him for $6 million, that's a fucking steal. Am I wrong? I like Bertuzzi. Yeah, I'm going to say Domi. I don't know why. I mean, I wouldn't – you know, someone like Domi would be a nice fit on this team, I think. Um, and I do like Bertuzzi. We've all talked about it. I mean, I was bummed out last year when he got picked up um, by Boston because at that time, Boston was just rolling over everybody. I'm like, they don't even need this guy. You know, no, they don't. But, uh, but I do like him, but I'm thinking, what, what do you guys think about Domi? Domi yeah. is my pick. He, he was okay. on my radar, definitely. If I had to pick one from this list, although O'Reilly does really intrigue me too. But I like Domi, and this is the second or third time we've talked about this potential yeah. size of the Bertizzi contract. If that's seriously all he's asking for, like that really is a great deal. So that would totally change my thinking. I was just going into this thinking we're probably not going to get him anyway, and I can see uh, – a spot for Domi, but if he really wants like thirty million for five years, that's boy, that's intriguing. And uh, Domi only signed a one one year for three million last year with Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so you know you can you can get him on a little bit on the get him a raise and yeah, another guy that fits exactly what the Devils need, right? A guy that size that can hit twenty goals last can, year. I mean, yeah, I mean he. he and, and if you put him on a line, you know, one of the top six lines even, I mean, he would definitely be able to score a lot more. Bertuzzi, I like a lot. He's the guy on this uh, list that I would I would go after first. But his injuries are an issue. Um, you know, he has missed a lot of time due to injury. Uh, Max Domi is probably my number two. I would definitely think Klingberg. Um, and that might be really – it. I mean, it's not uh, a great. It's it's not a great list this year, really. I mean, it's not like that, but there's. It's not that. It's, you know, it's a lot of older guys and a lot of question Chris, marks. What's Domi's actually. age. Domi's twenty eight. Oh, he's twenty eight as well. Okay. Yeah, they're both twenty eight. All right. So I mean, all right. So uh, the exercise we're going to do for the next show, we talked about. We were all going to put together our push-ups our lineups for oh. this year's Devils. Okay. Right. So the next show we'll do full lineups of where you want guys put your lines together. All six, um, all you know, all all three lines uh, defense. Your four um, offensive. Your two goaltenders. Right. Add add one free agent mm-hmm. and make a trade for one guy. Okay. Wait. Oh, now there's extra rules. Yes. Hold there's on. more rules. <laughs> I had more just. Time to think. I had just uh, finished mine. Well, you can add a free well, agent. We'll see. All right. Okay. If you want. You don't this have to. This is like coming up with a password. We're just a couple of rules. Yeah. One capital letter. One, one number. One letter. One symbol. A symbol. Yeah. And, yeah. We need to see how right. we get to change this week to week based on what happens in the off season. Yeah, exactly. That'll yeah. be fun. So, and yeah, we, that's we, true. That's and we'll point. see all how close we are by game one uh, of the season and see who's, who's closer. So, Guys, I think we need prizes or like penalties or something. For some of these predictions we're making, we have all these Stanley Cup picks. You you were talking about this, yeah? Is that right? Yeah, well, I, I, I had an idea. I, yeah, I, but mine mine's pretty stupid. But it's not it's ball stupid. torture again, is it? I don't want to do that. Again. Again. Ball torture? Yeah, that, I'm not into that. Yes, you are. I mean, not unless I'm paying. I had a stupid Can't one that, that whoever loses, however, whatever game we play or whatever. Whoever Wait, you're loses. not going to say she has to shave their head, are you? Because that's not no, fair. We're not doing it, guys. <laughs> 
No. Whoever comes in last, for devil you know. Whoever comes in last <laughs> has to write a review of a movie of the three of our choice. We can pick the biggest piece of oh, shit wow. okay. out there. And well, you we have can pick to anything, right? It's just it. fucked up. Anything. Good. It can be a fucking porno. Except, like, no snuff films, Tony. I know you're into that shit. <laughs> no, man. No. You know? But, yeah, yeah, we're going to watch, like, the dwarves murdering somebody on I stage. Saw, I, I can't get my films. I have to get them back from Bobby. He borrowed them a couple months ago. <laughs> hey, Dan, just turn your mic down a smidge. Okay. You're a little loud. Thank that you. works. Gonna, uh, that, that was the initial one. Let me Perfect. know if it gets Perfect. Is that better. Perfect. Good. Yeah. Um, but so I was just thinking something like that. We could just pick a totally stupid movie, and then the person has to come on the podcast and read their review as if they're fucking Gene Siskel and give a full review of a terrible movie. That's just well, a thought. He's dead. Have to be like, wait, like let's find out they don't do pull Jamarcus Russell on us, and like. We gotta throw in something in the movie that they have to like that you won't see in other reviews, you know, just to know they really watched it. That's a good point. You don't want them to Marcus Russell unless you are right about that. Hey, yeah. Gene Siskel is dead, but is Roger Ebert dead or is he alive still? I think he's dead too. Because for a while he just went to the he was written. Doing his own. Yeah. yeah, but he stopped doing uh, things on TV because he couldn't talk anymore. But I, I was wondering, he did die. I think he yeah, did. Yeah, he? he died in 2013. Wow, wait, Ebert's been dead since 2013? Yeah. Holy shit. We're fucking yep. old, huh? <laughs> now. Yeah, seriously. Now, now that it was like season, just yesterday we lost Gene. I'm still looking out yeah. for Letterman on TV. <laughs> now, you know, the last few years there's been this, and we'll just talk about the Eastern Conference right now, but the same teams have been making the playoffs. You know, it's the yeah. same. Eight over and over, especially right. like the top six, right? Boston, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Hurricanes. I mean, the Rangers. It was usually the Hurricanes, the Penguins, and the Capitals, and then those two wild card spots. The Penguins and Capitals were knocked out this year. We took one of those spots. The Islanders took the other, but the Islanders weren't like they were. They just missed last year. They were. They were. You know, they were Eastern Conference in the Eastern Conference Finals for two years in a row before that. Is there any of those teams that I just mentioned, the top six, Bruins, Toronto, Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, New Jersey, New York, Carolina, that you see falling off a cliff? Or do you think that all six of those teams are going to be right back in the playoffs next year? Okay. Now, I would not be surprised if at least least one of them had some kind of collapse. I I I I could see it. I could see it happening. But I, I think it's a strong bet that each one of them is going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying that collectively, there's a, there's a chance that like one or two might have some unexpected collapse that uh, you know prevents them from making the playoffs. Bobby? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking Islanders, I don't have a ton of confidence in them like for the regular season again to get in. Like I know what they can be, and I know their goaltending situation. I can see them, and I don't know if that's a fall-off, though. You know, it's not like they were... Took the lead by storm, and all of a sudden, right, but, stick, stick with the the top six. Then I can see Boston having a real bad year now. Just this complete like antithesis of this year. And Wouldn't that be awesome apart. if they pulled like an anti Devils record? You know, uh, where we just set yeah. the one for the best improvement. They go from the biggest fall. They set an NHL record in points, and then maybe don't make the playoffs. That'd be like there colossal. A lot of guys blocks. to retirement or deals. They, they, I don't know. They're in cap know. hell, it's like out there. we talked about. Um, you know, Krejci's are probably not going to be there. Um, that was, there's talk that I actually read an article about possibility of Taylor Hall coming back to the Devils. Just mm. read that, yeah. You did. If they're yeah, selling, um, I'll take Pasternak instead, thanks. Well, <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about that for a second. Would you guys be open to Taylor Hall coming back to the New Jersey Devils? 
in the right role and capacity, he's still he's a, he's a good hockey player. But now, it all depends on so many other factors. It's not. If just you like, read the same article that I read, Bobby, yeah. they did. They were plugging him in as a top six. On Correct. That. And I think that's a mistake. Agreed. I, I think that's that what I mean by the right role. You, yeah. yeah, you do. If you did bring him back, it has to be as a bottom six guy. You have to use him the way Boston used him. Yes. Uh, and and you know we don't need. He's not Taylor Hall of 2012 no. or, or 2018, rather, 2017. We don't need that either. More we, of an asset you know, on the third line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like without, you know, looking at what we really want to do is get a little bigger and tougher. And Taylor Hall brings the team a lot, but that's not really his yes. forte. Correct. What do you think, Tony? I don't think he's, I don't think he would come back. And I think that he – I don't think – I don't know, man. I just I was really disappointed when he left because you could just kind of feel he didn't want to be there. Like it was, I, I agree, but he is making all time, he has made comments, and he says it in the article that you know I would never would have gotten the Hart Trophy if it wasn't for Nico Heischer and all that stuff. So I think there is still like that little bit of uh, you know buyer's remorse now. You know he's kind of like ah shit, I wish I kind of didn't go, and now they're good, and maybe I should go back there. I don't know if it's something we should be looking to do, but if Absolutely. it fell in our lap, <laughs> you know what I mean? If it fell in right. our lap because other things all went to crap, then you know I, I wouldn't be against it. Sure. I, I, like you said, if everything else went to shit, yeah, then okay, we could get Taylor Hall. But no, I, I have no, sure. no love for Taylor. I'm not Hall. saying he's soft, but he's not the kind of size skill player that we want. Like we would like we to get guys who are more Meyer do now. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Tone, who could you see possibly falling off this cliff of those top six? I'm gonna. I don't think. I think. I think Boston's definitely going to play. Have a lot worse of season they had this year. But I don't. I can't picture them just completely falling off just because they still yeah. have some players who are. What about the Lightning? Team? The Lightning, the problem with the Lightning is is that it's time for them to fall off a little bit. Right? Definitely. It's been more of a slow fall. Yeah. And, I mean, and anytime you have uh, Vasilevsky in net, it automatically makes you a contender. Like, no matter what, you're in every right. fucking game. But, sure. I mean, but you couldn't even, uh, you know, vanquish their, you know, the team they always do this year. But yeah, I'll tell you, with Tampa, there's a Toronto. thing, right? Tampa has a thing going on there, and I've known this for years, and it's a big talked-about thing even in the area. And the reason I never could like the Lightning is because there are a lot of ex-Rangers, right, through the last 15 yeah. years. It sure. seems like that's where the Rangers go to the, the Tampa eventually. That's where old um, people go. Yeah, yeah. A lot of New Yorkers you know, retiring over there. I mean, there are so many ex-Rangers, but uh, players that's a place players want to play. I mean, players love to play in Tampa. The live, it's, it's around this – I mean, I know people – you know, in that area at least – there's beautiful like they're on the water. I mean, you have a Stanley Cup parade. On Did the you boat. just say beautiful people because you live there? Is that well, why you no, just no. said? No, no, no. But it's but the players. It's exact words. There's beautiful, beautiful people, people who live in Tampa live like me. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful place, man. And the thing is, in that area, no, it is. I know. Players I'm love, and I just keep on reading this everywhere. When everyone talks about Tampa, anything I listen to at Tampa, they're like, "This is a destination where it's a big decision." Like, look at Kachuk. He wanted to play in Florida. Like, he wanted to be there with the with the Panthers. You know, that was obvious. Um, you know, so I think it's a, you know, Tampa. But the problem is, like Chris said, is they've had so much success, but, it's, you know, they're they're up in the cap area. And this is just, what happens. I mean, you, yeah, you, you, won, you won cups. You, you did what you had to do. It was, you know, made it to the finals two, three out of, you know, three years in a row. A lot of fat contracts that you had to, yeah. you had to do to get there. You know, and now, now you got to shed the fat a little bit, and hopefully you can stay relevant. You don't want to do a complete and total rebuild and turn into the Columbus Blue Jackets. You want to be able to re- retool on the fly, but that does mean getting rid of a lot of core guys, and maybe next year, I don't think Tampa doesn't make the playoffs next year, but I think their days of winning Stanley Cups are gone. Vasilevsky too, right? I mean, you remember they had Bishop. Bishop was a great goalie when he was with yeah. them, you know. But Vasilevsky was that good, and 
You know, I that's mean, who we should get. When is he? When, when is he due to come off the yeah, contract? Yeah, that guy. He's not there. I don't think they'll ever let him go. But um, what about, no. What about do you think the, the Devils are kind of a team? Do you think like like I think Devils and Buffalo all rank in the same area where now you? I mean, well, Buffalo. I don't know if Buffalo's going to win next year. Buffalo's definitely on its, its way up. But now it's time for sure. these teams to. Now it's time to start succeeding more. I think and like I think with mm-hmm. Buffalo, New Jersey. People are going to be expecting this now because now your year of like, okay, we shouldn't have been here. This is the clerks. Right. Like, we should, I shouldn't even been here today is over, right? I think we can put Ottawa in there too. Yeah. I yeah. think the Ottawa Senators yeah. are very close to popping. And I think next year, you know, the Eastern Conference is going to be super tight. And, um, you know, I don't think that the Capitals are done. I don't think the Penguins are done. Um, you know, out of the Metropolitan, you know, you could see Carolina, the Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Penguins, the Capitals. You could see. All those teams. It's just going to get tighter. I mean, yeah. you know what we've had is um, um, we've had a, a conference and even the Metropolitan itself in, in our division that has uh, just every year another team gets better. There's no more doormat teams. And, you know, it's amazing that we had enough for, like, Boston to run up some crazy point total this year. That's going to be impossible because I think Boston's not going to maintain level from their end. But also there's going to be fewer pushover teams. Hey, yeah, Pittsburgh being that again, right? I mean, you, you know, I mean, they, maybe Philadelphia. I, I don't you know. see Philly doing much, and Pittsburgh. Yeah, they might be the doormat team from yeah, the East. Yeah, them uh, Columbus, and Det- you know, Detroit's going to be ba- better. Yeah, Detroit is going to be better. You know, there's going to be a lot of teams better. That's what I think makes this off season mm-hmm. so important for the Devils right. and Fitzgerald because you are really not only do you want to try and maintain at least uh, some modicum of success that you had last year. I mean, I don't expect a 13-game win streak and, you know, the record in points and all that. But you want to, you know, in February be solid that you, you're you going to be in, in the postseason, you know. That's, that, yeah. you know, March, you want to make sure you're in. And it's very and possible it's, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, and it's going to be a dogfight with a lot of these teams. I think Carolina is going to be good, uh, especially if they upgrade goaltending, you know. Um, if Freddie Anderson leaves, they're, they might be in on the Connor Hollebuck situation or Yossi Soros over in Nashville. Um, the Rangers, I kind of have some questions about. Yeah. You just never know with them. You can't, can't count them out, but. Well, again, it kind of goes back with the same thing that we're saying with Tampa Bay, right? Uh, with Vasilevsky. When she's your goalie, yep. you're automatically uh, going to be in the conversation. He's that good. And that's another reason why I think a guy like Connor Hollebuck, then you have to turn around and say, who's the best? What team has got the best goaltending in the East? And it's a toss up. Is it the Rangers? Is it Tampa? Is it New Jersey? If you have right. him. And, uh, you know, you talk about having that. You know, I, I and Bobby mentioned it earlier. Like he, you know, we understand it's the dual goalies and all that, but the guys that are there in the end are the guys. You know, or at least even if your team's not great, they carry you there. Winnipeg Absolutely. had no business making the playoffs this year, but right. Connor Hollebuck put him there. I mean, I think he started like you know what, like fifty something games this year, sixty something games. He's played a ton. Uh, you know. Um, Having that number one guy that you have all the confidence in the world. We won three cups with that number one guy with all the confidence in the world. It does go a fucking long way. And you can look at a lot of these teams. And if you put Connor Hollebuck on the Devils, I think the Devils become better than 90% of the teams in the in the East. Very country. true. Very true. I mean, he would be a game changer. Yeah. You add him up and yeah. you beef up and then you definitely got, you know. 
But I do think Buffalo is going to be a lot better. I think Ottawa is going to be a lot better. Detroit's going to be a lot better. But back um, to what you said, what are you going to have to give up for Hellebuck? I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, is it going to be possible we have the room for this? I mean, any one guy we say got the room for, but we've been going through quite a bit of guys, you know, and that's the that's the thing. What's the All right. Well, what combination you, here? What it, let's say that the contracts are uh that we have Brat signed and, you know, or or Brat is willing to sign with another team or Connor Bucks will Connor Hollowbucks willing to sign with us. Let's just say a trade can be made and Jesper Brat could be part of it. Right. I would consider you know, Vanacek and Brat for yeah. Connor. Uh, if if you don't have Brat, uh, Holtz, Sharon Govich, Vanacek, mm-hmm. um, is that too off base? I mean, as much as I would love to see, uh, I think that, that Igor Sharon Govich had a bad year, and I think he can bounce back. I think him as a bottom six guy uh, can be very good. I'd like to see him, uh, if we do get him to come back next year, I would like to see him on the fourth line with Michael mm-hmm. McLeod. Uh, he's very good defensively, and I think those two together can do some offensive damage. Uh, I just, I, I like, he had a great rookie year. Um, Alex Holt, again, the idea of him is wonderful, but he hasn't stepped up. So are you willing to give up those three guys, uh, you know, for, for Connor? I mean, yeah, I would. Definitely. I mean, does that all even out money wise? You know, money wise, it's a lot of money no, for them I mean, to take on. But yeah, what was that and, in one year sample, like if it was Brat and he goes and Vanacek goes, that's two six million dollar contracts or whatever. So that's a lot for them to take. So we don't know how that would all work. I think that'd be a three way trade, this, maybe. Maybe a well, three-way. they have every they have they want to sign him. So they it's not. Right. I don't think Winnipeg is in. Salary cap, hell. I mean, they think they have some some money to work I think, with. I think, yeah, you're looking at realistically a package that has something to do with a signed player, a young prospect, and a pick. Yeah, or, not or, a first or, or second, know. probably a third. Probably just what if they the demanded got, Schmidt? Like what if they were more, more hot on like a young person? How do you feel about? Would, I don't know about you. Right now, I'd rather give up Vanacek than Schmidt, and I Absolutely. can't believe I would have said that. Yeah. Absolutely, I would. Now, if it was no. We don't care about Vanacek. We want Schmid. <sighs> I think I'd do it. Yeah, uh, I, I, no, this I'm is to me. I have some questions. It, but I do it. Are, are we locking up Hellebuck for a, a longer term? Yes, this you is know, not gonna, I don't want to do this for a one-year rental. Let's do that thing. for one year. Let's say maximum five years. Minimum kind of five years. That's what I meant. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, really, maximum too. I mean, you yeah. really, you're not going to want him. Thirty-five. You know. No. I mean, no. Five years. So yeah. let's say five years or, you know, anywhere from four to five years, you mm-hmm. have Hollabuck. Do you part with Schmidt? Uh, I, I I loved his upside. He, he looks so uh, – this is one that could bite you in the ass if you let him go. But uh, – and I would fight like hell to make that deal happen without involving Schmidt. But if, ha- if I had to, if that was the only way – if this is a Sophie's choice of goaltenders. This is a Sophie's choice of goaltenders. Yeah, it's a, take the girl. You know, yeah. it's goodbye, Schmidt. I mean, you got to look at what is legitimately the better option mm-hmm. right at this moment. You know, and that that's what the Nazis said thing. to Meryl Streep, though. And yeah. <laughs> also, though, you don't know. I mean, I'm not familiar too much with the Devils' prospects and who they have down there. They could have a guy down there. That they say in three to five years, he's going to be our guy. Uh, we don't know. So maybe they would be less apprehensive to move Schmidt on you know, a case like that. Like maybe That's true. They do have some guys in the pipeline that we don't know about. But just going with what we know about guys that are on the roster right now, 
I'm not happy doing it because I do think Schmidt has a big upside, but it's Connor Hollebuck, and every friggin' year he's in the Vesna conversation. He and you put a, a hell, you put the Devil team in front of him. I think that team could be really, really dangerous. Yeah. Tone. I don't know if I would trade Schmidt. I mean, I'm. I don't it's know. Connor Hollebuck. I know. I, I think. Well, I think one thing you said that I do. Two years, yeah, because after like three or four, you're really gonna, you want him. I mean, I don't know if I do. I, I, I think five years is good. You five want? years, you think? Yeah, I think five years. Thirty-five years old. You know what did fucking Hashik play? It was forty-one, forty-two, or something. You know, I mean, it, it, he's in good, great shape. I, I, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Yeah, I'd like to hold on to Schmidt, but like we said, I like Vanacek had a great year for us in the regular season. But I would definitely let him. I would move him. That's not the question. The question well, no, is, it's Schmidt question, or, right? or or not. You you can get no, the, the Nazis only if didn't you let her take a different question. Yes, I don't know. Schmidt didn't I get to choose Schmidt. her neighbor's kid. She had to take hers. I'm gonna say keep Schmidt. Okay. Okay. Now, one more quick one before we jump into uh, jump into the devil. You know. Uh, Brat Halbuck, are you okay with that? What's trading, trading Brat for Halbuck? Are you okay with that? Yep, I, I am okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yep, I still love Jesper Brat, but I, I do like it's, we've talked about this before. I feel if we lost his production, we can make up some of it for nothing basically with some of our own prospects and then you're talking about getting an elite goaltender so yeah i think now, i could totally miss uh brat when he goes on to great success because he's that talented and yes. I, I hope he does it for us and i hope we do manage to keep him but you know i'm st- definitely reacting to the playoffs and it, that's not easily forgotten and to me it's so important it's not like oh get over it no that's the whole point of having a team is playoff intensity and production the guy wasn't injured the guy just didn't show up, and it was just uh, that's that's to me. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to cut bait. Whenever I see a playoffs like that, I'm ready to cut bait. Cut the. Goal. I can't disagree with you, Dan. I really can't. I mean, I'm not looking to get rid of him for nothing. Uh, you know, I give him another shot. I'd like to keep him and just hope for you know a totally different Jesper Bratt next time around. But if it's anything's going to stand in the way of making this a better team. To hold out for that hope, I think it's foolish. I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I would like to see him on this team as well, but you're 100% right. Um, you don't – come playoff time, you really don't know what you're going to have. I mean, is he going to repeat it? Is he going to turn it on? And he probably will have great success somewhere else. Um, but at the same time, we got to do what's best for this team right now and try and win right now. So um, I'd be okay with that. So – you guys want to do Devil You Know? Q. Yeah, man, definitely. Let's All do right. some Devil You Know. Shall we play a game? Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. That's right. The Devil You Know, the game where we pit our devil knowledge against each other, where Tony today will give uh, clues to a former New Jersey devil, Bobby, myself, and Dan. We'll get to pick them. We can yell out answers. We get three incorrect before we are eliminated. We can ask Tony any question we, we want. He can or cannot answer it. And Tony is actually on a 
two-game uh, win streak here. He's gotten Nikita Gusev and Yarmir Yager the last two weeks. But Woo-hoo! he can't, can't win this week, Tone. I know, man. I know. Uh, so that was like Glassman. Yeah. Glassman wasn't too impressive. It was kind of like one of those scrappy goals in front of the net. You know, you got to put the bad Dude, ones. Did you sometimes. see the first goal Florida Me. had last night? Yes. I mean, is that the biggest bullshit lucky goal you've ever seen in your it's life? Like a pinball machine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was watching an air hockey game. Uh, uh, that was That's crazy. That's why you throw shit at the net. You never That's know. Great. Yeah. We'll talk real quick, I and mean, we'll finish this up, and then we'll do, we'll touch on, of course, the finals, and uh, you know, go from there. So, Tom, whenever you're ready, brother. Okay. This former devil was born October 26, 1976, in Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. 1976. 1976. Yeah. Wow, he's an old effer. He's like our age. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm a 76er. Uh, yeah. He played his junior. Hockey with Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL, where he put up 250 points in 268 games. Wow. So he played in Alberta, you say? Is that right? Uh, Prince yeah. Albert Raiders he played with of the oh. WHL. WH. Okay. Did you say where he was born? Yes. British Columbia. Columbia. Yeah, oh, BC. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, okay. Okay. He made appearances for the Devils in only 25 games, but covering two seasons. Hmm. Wow. 25 games. That's not a lot Can of games. Can you tell us what, when, what years he played with the Devils? 99-2000 and 2000-2001. Oh. Keep going. Okay. This is not Jason Arnott, is it? No. Damn. So that's, that's one for Dan, right? We got that's there. one. That's one. Twenty five games. That's that's even less. Pascal Rion. Nope. Oh. Interesting. Why do I get the buzzer? Because <laughs> you got for Dan. I got to be honest. It's, it's a little glitch there. <laughs> a little glitch going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, he played with Edmonton. Bob's Dan. answer was more wrong than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Bob, we just you know. Um, so he was an Oiler. He said he was an Oiler. Of Tampa Bay Lightning he played with, the Kings, the Devils, and the Minnesota Wild. Oh, shit. Okay. Now, did you give any any idea on position of this player yet? No, I have not yet. He was a center, though. Okay. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, He played from 1996 to 2009. Hmm. 25 games. So he's got to have been injured uh, either in his first or second season, you would think, right? He spent the majority of his 99-2000 season with the Albany River Rats with 76 games played in. He had 21 goals and 36 assists. Oh, okay. Jesus. Centerman came up. Uh, you said he was a centerman, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. All right. Wow, this is a very obscure player. Twenty-five games. That's yeah, why I keep exactly. going back to like that's exactly. not his name is on his name is on the two thousand Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's back. the other thing I'm thinking okay. of. Okay, um, what, he was drafted what in the first. Oops. Wait, wait, wait! Two thousand Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. 99 two thousand okay. season okay. and two thousand okay. two thousand one. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. He was drafted in the first round of the '95 draft, sixth overall by the Oilers. The same year as Sakura, obviously. 
Sixth overall? Yep, sixth overall. Shit, we should know this. This is a pretty big name. Maybe. I mean, sixth overall is not nothing. First no, rounder? I, I, I'm drawing a complete fucking blank. Six, draft sixth bust, overall? Too. A draft yeah. bust, I'll give you that. He's known as that for that for Edmonton. He's got to be. For, to draft that high and not to stay. He's known as a draft bust for Edmonton. Yeah. That we absorbed. Spent time with us in Albany. Came up. Played. Got his name on the cup, so he's on the... I forget. Do you have to be on the roster? But you don't have to play a game. Did you tell us if you played any cup games? He played 10 playoff games that year. Wow. I'll tell you that. He did, huh? Edmonton was... When they they drafted him, Edmonton, Shane Doan was the next pick. So they obviously... People were not happy. Um, uh, So nine... Okay, so let me see here. So 99, October 7th, the player was traded from the Lightning to the Devils for a seventh-round pick in the 2000 draft. Wait, he went from Edmonton to the Lightning? Yep. Oh, I didn't even know you said he was at the Lightning. He yeah, didn't play for them, I guess. Edmonton, Tampa, Kings, Tampa, Devils, Kings. and Wild. Gotcha. Okay. So he did. He was at the... I have oh, a guess. Yeah. I'm probably Turner, Turner Stevenson. Oh. I think he's a winner. Anyway. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I get you, man. <laughs> that was doubly wrong. Yeah. Okay. On, so Feb- on February 7th, 2001, this devil was uh, traded uh, to the Kings as a player to be named later and part of the Bob Corkum deal. Conroy? Don't buzz me. Fucker. That's two. Shit. Who the hell was on that 2000 team that we're missing? Ten, games. Ten playoff games he played, so he did have playoff, playoff games. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be somebody that we can't even think of. Uh, well, you know, here's something else. I'll tell you how this is pretty. So 96 to 2009, I told you he played. Now in his NHL career, all the teams he played with, he only played 149 games. He had nine goals and 12 assists in that time period. So with the Devils, he only had two goals and two assists in 25 games. But his whole NHL career, he only played 149 games in all those seasons from 90, 96 to 2009. Man. Sub. Dear Lord. Did you say the nationality of this player yet? Uh, it's from, from Canada. He's, oh, yeah, you said British Columbia, huh? Dennis Peterson? Oh, I like that answer. That's too uh, wrong for me. You're throwing up some good answers, Chris. I like it. I'm trying to think. I'm just like banging my head about who the hell was on that team. You want me to give another yeah. hint here? This is a yes, yes, one. please. He spent time with 16 teams during his career that covers five leagues. WHL, NHL, AHL, IHL, and then a German league. Tony, you get points for stumping us. Are you are you sure this this player actually played ten playoff ten games playoffs for the Devils? Yep, for the Devils, the Devils. And he was considered a draft bust by Edmonton. Yes, and his name is etched on the cup. Who did I say already? Peterson. 
And Turner Stevenson. Yeah. And his name's on the cup, and he's Canadian. Yeah. Mm. Who the hell was on that team? Steve Kelly? That's who I fucking was just about to say, Steve Kelly. Yes. Nice, Bob. Bobby's good. I was just about to freaking say Steve Kelly. I'm going through the whole freaking team. Bobby, I have something for you here. Bobby. (laughs) Nice job, Bob. He's on the board. Dude, Bob. that is a random devil. Dude, yeah, that's a tough I mean, one, that man. is random, random devil of the week. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I kind of forgot the guy existed. Yeah. I did too. I'm just I'm going through my freaking just trying to rack my brain. I couldn't. I don't remember any games he played, but played I'm just, like he played ten. He played him. I just don't remember him like factoring in. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you remember him? Like no, in a game where he's they were anything to put at all because of injuries. If you remember, I think they were forced to put him in because of an injury. But they didn't even want to put him in. It was one of those situations. I wonder if he got short shifted and like barely got any minutes. You know, like because I, I, I just don't remember. That was a great playoff run, yeah, and yeah. I'm surprised that I don't remember him playing in ten games ten, from that playoff run. That's kind of hard for me to believe. I even forgot that. But yeah. on the no other hand, I forget no a lot assist. of shit. <laughs> no assist. It was a plus four, but he what, played 10 why, why? What made you pick Steve Kelly? I mean, that's as random as it comes. Well, I want him to be on a cup team because to me, like, there's some players that are that didn't play along with that organization. But to me, if they're on the cup, it's all game. You know, okay. we can always say, oh, I didn't know this guy. He only played one game. Or, you know, Peter Sidorkowitz only played, what, four games or five games. Right. But <laughs> if, you're on the cup, that we're if you're on the cup, that to me, a, it's like fair game. That, that was a tough one. That was a real tough one, Tone. That was a good, good clue. That was a yeah, deep And Bobby, I'm glad you just got one. If I got that Yager layup last week, I'd be two for two. You, uh... Bobby probably got one of the hardest ones so far. I think so. Uh, way to way to come out. That's, that's I think an so. overtime game winner, Bob. That's yeah. fucking sweet. I'll take it, yeah, dude. Uh, I expect that so payment kind of tomorrow. That text message I just sent you. I expect like a twenty dollar bill tomorrow, and they all. <laughs> that's right. I do recall Bobby asking for the answer before the show. It was we did ask for it. So I think we, we need it. a special investigator on this one. This is like a quiz, some quiz show shit. You know, yeah, like know. this is a scandal. He's got his this wife scandal up the answer for him. What do you guys uh, think of the finals? Um, you know, last night's third period was freaking awesome. Uh, you know, how do you like that bad blood? That was some genuine bad blood to finish yeah, that game they, off. They, I love that. Awesome. They don't like each other, and you know, I just think the one thing that Florida couldn't afford have happen is happening. Kachuk's hurt. You know, I mean, yeah. he's obviously hurt. Does he miss next play. game? No, I can't see it. No, no, no way. There's no that was the headlines. I was like, that's bullshit. This guy's There's not missing no that way game. he's missing that game. But he might not be, you know, he's definitely not going to. He didn't get a lot of ice time uh, yesterday. Um, I just, and, and you know, in true, you know, classy Florida fandom. You know, oh, yeah. Of course, littering oh, the, the ice. You know, here's the thing about the about Florida, that I, their fans down there in Sunrise. And I, I won't say this about Tampa. Tampa has real fans. These fucking guys can't fucking fill a stadium halfway during the regular season. And now they're the most, you know, passionate hockey fans. Fuck you. You never even come out to see these guys. And now that your teams are doing good, you're showing up. And I just, it drives me crazy. I think the playoffs, um, I checked out some of the, I, for some reason I went on their site and checked out some of the prices for playoffs this year. The tickets weren't even, not even like in Tampa, they were crazily priced. It seemed a sure. lot cheaper to get tickets for the fucking Panther games during playoffs. You know. Listen, all they want to do yeah. is watch Highlight there. Yeah. That's that's Miami. Highlight. And, highlight, yeah. that's it. 
Yeah, I will I say though, I mean, we always talk about him. I know a lot of people hate him. Like we talk about Kachuk, but even this la- the game before this one and over, this guy is just. I don't know. Oh, man. but I can't I fucking love. stand him. I absolutely, he's amazing, but fucking, I can't stand <laughs> him. He's on your team. You see Hill yeah, swinging yeah. too last night? Exactly. Hill yeah. yeah. Hill was getting into it. What were you going to say, Bobby? I was just saying, unless he's on your team. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? This thing over on Tuesday? I think so. I do too. I hope not. I hope not. I hope it, it goes the distance. Um, you know, love to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, That'd be great, I'm but I don't think it's going to happen. Magic's gone. It's probably over. Yeah, I think it's over. Even if they squeak by with one, it's it's ending in the king. Uh, in I'd the love to see it go seven, but I mean, damn, Vegas is just you know. Speaking of finals, I've got a good thing to maybe get us out of here tonight with. Yeah, if you're go interested, just came across this little piece. It's most wins by team, most Stanley Cup Finals wins specifically, not a Stanley okay, Cup. Okay, so not cups, just actual games. Won. Actual wins within the Stanley Cup Final. Got it. So it looks like they have only mentioned 27 teams, so I'm guessing that means out of the 32, some have not played in the finals. I don't know which ones they are off the top of my head. It's updated the other day. For example, Florida's got their one, and at this point, um, the Knights only had three, and we know they have more than that. So it's a couple days old, but otherwise, the point of this isn't that. The point is, I'm just going to read through a couple of these teams here. Um, Florida with one, Ottawa with one, San Jose Sharks with two, Predators with two, um, Vegas, we just talked about the Capitals. Now they're have, at six, so we'll right. give them six now. Capitals have four. Buffalo has four. Carolina has five. Vancouver, six. Ducks, seven. Flames, eight. Kings, nine. Stars, 11. Avalanche, 12. Lightning, 16. Flyers, 16. And then there's two teams tied with 17. That is New Jersey and the New York Islanders. The only 17. teams above them. Above us. Screw the Islanders. No surprise here with 104. Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> 61 to Detroit. 56 number to two. Toronto. Yep. Okay. 37 to Boston. 34 to Chicago. 23 to the Oilers. 23 to the Rangers. And 22 to the Penguins. And then we fall in there at 17. So, in the top nine... The only teams that have more than us outside of the original, original six, six yeah. are the Oilers, who went on that crazy run, and the Penguins have obviously been very hot. That speaks a lot for an organization that's only 40 years old. And even the Islanders, that's a little bit misleading, right? All, all 17 of those wins were like in the same four years. Yeah, you're <laughs> so 100% right. That's we are impressive. in the top 28% of the league. I believe you're muted, Dan. Muted, Dan. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. It's interesting because like – there's, you know, during our lifetimes, very few. And during the, right. the, the time of the franchise, I mean, does That's, that come down to a percentage as maybe the winningest in those 40 years? Well. Like, did we ever figure that out? Like, no, we do go know, from we 1982. Know well, the Oilers and the Penguins came in right before us, right? And the Islanders. They came in the expansion before us, right? That's right. Right. So that makes us the youngest team the in the top nine. Team. Top ten. Makes us the youngest team in the top ten. And the Flyers... With 16, one below us, we're also in that earlier expansion. So in the top 11, uh, we are the youngest team. Mm-hmm. So it might statistically – obviously it's not – I mean, I don't know how you figure out – You know, you'd have to figure out who has won. Yeah, right. we, we throw out all the ones before 82. Right. And uh, it's still – we won't be the number one, but we're up there. 
That's it's, pretty it's, amazing. It's impressive in itself. Yes, it's it's absolutely. not everything. Nobody likes to lose those Stanley Cups that we did, but that's I thought that was pretty impressive. You know, Dan, you said if you go anything post, draw out everything post eighty two or pre eighty two, right? Just count post eighty two. I, I don't know if anyone's better. I mean, you got um, from eighty two. You, 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 yeah, um, because you throw out some of those Islanders and Flyer wins. Yeah, to be clear, that were before eighty two. Right. You throw out a bunch of Montreal wins for sure. Um, they only got the two. Did since Edmonton then. win everything after '82? Maybe they're there. Detroit, uh, and I'm not counting what game wins. Obviously, I'm talking about cups. But what's that, Tom? What was Chicago's number on that list? Chicago was 34, and and they got the you know three cups in the last. That's interesting. Season. I like to, but yeah, I mean, it, Chicago's got to be close. Yeah, that's why I was thinking with the what, three cups. You know. well, the original six, yeah, they're all going to be there, and it's great because the Rangers aren't even in the top six. They're tied for sixth with Edmonton. And they're yeah. an original six. Well, what about the it should be one through six should be the original six hands down. There's no reason, know? right? Yeah, what about 16. the best uh, youngest uh, team? It's got to be Tampa, right? Tampa, I would say they got sixteen, yeah. and they're the youngest. So I would definitely put them there. I mean, I, that's, right that's, right that's a 12. great percentage. Tampa's... Ninety-two did Tampa come in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean that's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know there's a mean? group right here because it's Tampa sixteen, Avalanche twelve, and even the Stars at eleven. Stars yeah. relocated, but still, you know, right? We, 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 they we, all we, came in. They were all the same year. They were pretty uh, close. Close, definitely got to be close. Because yeah. I know uh, much of call Tampa came in with San Jose, and then I think like Florida came in with uh, Avalanche. With- with Colorado, no, Colorado was well. Colorado was Quebec. They moved ninety five. I feel like same year they moved. Same year, yeah. What's that? I think Dallas moved that same year as the Avalanche. Dallas moved the same year as as uh, or at least within a year. Yeah, within a year or so, Quebec, and then Florida came in ninety six, ninety five. They were there first year. See, like the Blues at four. I just in my mind they just have been there more, but no. So that's, there you go. That's there you have it. That's really cool. And just goes to show the Devils, when they get there, I mean, they, when they're in the playoffs, they do damage. It's just a yeah. matter of getting there. Uh, so next uh, show we're going to do, well, maybe the finals will be over, and we will discuss that. We'll talk about what we all predict our future 2023-24 New Jersey Devils starting lineup for Game 1 will look like. And uh, we'll go from there. So check us out on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, we well, might be there. You can go there and look around. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Amazon, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. We're on eBay. Podcast. Uh, we're on eBay. We're on OnlyFans. We're all over the place. We're on uh, xvideos.com. X and B. And, uh, yeah, check us out. Like us. Subscribe. Give us, uh, you know, five stars. goes a long way to promoting the show. Uh, we are the Uncle Puckers for Tony, Dan, Bobby. I'm Chris, and we will see you when we see you. Buck us out. Thanks. Later. Thank you.